right, that, I thought it kind of wouldn't get anything there. Ephesians chapter 2. And if you would please stand for the reading of God's word if you're able to. Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to read one verse here. Uh, I'm going to read verse 10. That's like the Holy Spirit, amen. You need that power to get that thing on, all right? Okay, we're good. Here we go. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Uh, says, uh, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Uh, we're in a series that we've been preaching on Sunday or on Wednesday nights, a growing to bring him glory. I preach a message that I've titled tonight, Your Calling and Purpose for His Glory. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening, Lord, asking that you meet with us. Lord, we sure do need your presence. Lord, I ask that you just touch in our hearts, Lord, in a special way. I know folks are tired. I know this is a Wednesday night. Lord, I pray that you'd give them, Lord, uh, the, the strength they need, Lord, and the encouragement. And Lord, may the Spirit of God work and speak in their hearts and minds. Lord, give them something for their, for their willingness to come tonight, for their faithfulness. And Lord, I pray that you give them something to be a blessing to them. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Be seated. Far too many Christians, I'll be honest with you, are living really with no apparent purpose. What I mean by that is that they're just like a hamster. They're on a one of those wheels. You know, you've seen those hamsters. you got the little cage. you got the little wheel in there, and the hamster man, he just runs, run, 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 and he goes absolutely nowhere, absolutely nowhere. A lot of Christians, their life, their Christian life is like that. Uh, they're, they're busy. They're running, but they're going nowhere for God. It seems like. It seems like there's really no purpose in it. You know, I, I don't know. And you say, well, that hamster has a purpose and they're running on that wheel. Well, not really. All it is is just to entertain him, make him think that he's going somewhere. A lot of times we think that we're going somewhere with our Christian life, but we're really on that wheel and we're spinning the wheel, but we're not going anywhere. In Acts chapter 13, verse 36 there, it tells us of the life of David. As David lived his life, he had purpose as he lived. Uh, in Acts 13, 36, it says, and For David, for after he had served his, generation, his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. What the verse is saying is that he had a purpose. He served his generation. He'd done, he done something great. He was used of God. He had a purpose to accomplish some, something with his, his spiritual life. No greater epithet, you might say, could be placed over your head or on your tombstone than that of that you accomplished something for the Lord, that you fulfilled God's purpose in your generation. You know, each of us, we, we live on a timeline. We don't know the, we know the beginning of that timeline in our lives. We know when we were born, and, and, uh, but we don't know the other end. We don't know the other date. We know when we receive Christ as our Savior. But we still don't know the other date, whether it be by death or by the rapture of the Lord, when we'll be gone from here. And so in between that, there should be purpose. There should be purpose. There should be a reason for being here. The worst kind of life to live as a Christian is one without purpose and stuck on a hamster wheel going nowhere in your life, spiritually. And you see it all the time. Each of us need to find that divinely ordained reason for being. Finding your calling as a believer 
is an important part of the Christian life and growing in the Lord with a life with purpose. That's important. Your calling is the customized life purpose that God has shaped, fashioned, and equipped for you in order to expand his kingdom, otherwise his work here, and bring himself greater glory. That's God's purpose in your life. A lot of people say, well, you know, I just don't feel like I've been called into the ministry. I'm not talking about being called into the ministry. I'm talking about your purpose. I'm talking about your calling. Well, preacher, when we talk about calling, we're talking about missionaries and, and preachers and deacons and things like that and Sunday school teachers. No, we're talking differently. When you're talking about a calling, every person has a calling. We'll talk about that tonight. Every person has, every born-again Christian has a purpose. If not, then God will take you home if there's no purpose for you. One of the reasons for growing in the Lord is that you might fulfill God's purpose in your life. That's one of the reasons for growing. It's for one of the reasons for uh, getting in the Word of God. That's one of the reasons for for uh, praying. That's one of the reasons for doing the things that you do is, is that you might uh, fulfill God's purpose in your life. So let's look at this, this tonight. First of all, God's calling on your life is for your good as well as his glory. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. This is the Lord speaking, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. And notice what he says at the end of this. He says, To give you an expected end. Now, he says to give you an expected end. Otherwise, he says, I, there's something I expect in your life. He said, I want to give you an expected end. He said to bring about the purpose in your life so that I can get honor and glory. He's what the Lord said, that I can get honor and glory out of your life, but also that your life will bring about a, a work in the lives of others around you, that your life will be fulfilled by your calling, by your purpose that he has for you. Ephesians 2 there in verse 10, again, it says, For we are his workmanship created. Now look at that. It says created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God, now, and you say, well, preacher, I don't, it says, which God has already before ordained. It's something that he's already got a plan for. That word ordained means that he's already got it figured out. He already knows what your purpose is. He already knows what he wants in your life. He already knows those things. So look at verse 6, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Every Christian in this room, when God saved you, he already figured out what your purpose and your calling is. I'm not talking, again, I'm not talking about being called necessarily to be a preacher, missionary, or anything like that. I'm talking about every person has a calling. Every person has a purpose in God's plan if they're saved. And it's needful for us to find that. Otherwise, we are like a hamster on that wheel running and running and running and going absolutely nowhere. Our life is full of, of vim and vigor, and we're running, and we wear out. How many Christians do you know and I know that just seem to be wore out? Just seem to be wore out. 
It's hard for them to get excited about taking that next step. And it's hard for them to get excited about, uh, you know, you announce revival. It's just kind of hard to get excited about it. You announce they're doing this at church. And it's just kind of hard to get, it's just like, oh, man, here we go. Another night. Or, and, and just like a person that's on a treadmill continually. And you're walking and you're walking and you're sweating and you're sweating and you're walking and you're walking and your legs are getting tired. And, and you're huffing and you're puffing. And then you look around and you haven't even left your living room or your wherever you got your treadmill. And a lot of Christians are that way. And the reason is, is because they haven't found that purpose and calling that God has in their life. God has a plan. Has a plan. And He wants to work in your life and mine and bring forth that plan. Our calling is to produce good works that bless and help others and also glorifies God. So our calling is not just what you do to make a living. Now, get this down, and you got to get this down in your mind. Keep it there. Your calling is not just what you do to make a living. Okay? You say, well, what about you, preacher? Well, sometimes it works that way. Missionary, pastors, my calling is my job. But it's not always that way. In fact, the bigger numbers is, is that it's not that way. But the divinely pre-planned service for God is what he, he wants to do in your life. Pre-planned to work in your life. Then you find your calling has a divine purpose. 2 Timothy 1.9 says, Who has saved us and called us with an holy calling. It's a holy calling. It's not mama calling you to do something. There's, in this world, and we used to talk about mama called preachers. Mama called preachers are, are preachers who just did it because mama said that's what they ought to be doing. That's what years and years and years they've talked about that. There needs to be a calling to do that. I'm going to tell you why. If you don't have a calling, you'll burn out. You'll burn up. And so you need that calling from God, not from man, but from God. I've had different ones say, well, preacher, what do you think the Lord's will is for my life? And I look at them and say, I have no idea. I can take you to the Bible and tell you what the will of God is for everybody's life as far as certain things. But I can't tell you what the will of God's calling in your, and purpose in your life is individually. Now, I can look at people and I can surmise and think about some things that I think possibly are, are, could be the calling or the plan of God or purpose in that person's life. But it's not for me to call them. It's for God to call them. But no, sir, who has saved us? That's Jesus Christ. And called us with an holy calling. Not according, the next, the next part's important there, not according to our works, but we do. Not according to what we think we need to do, not according to what we do do, but according to his calling, but according to his own purpose, it says next, and grace. Let me read that whole scripture for you. 2 Timothy 1.9 says, Who hath saved us? He saved us. And called us with an holy calling. You say, well, preacher, that's him calling us into salvation. No, it's not. That's not what it's talking about. Said so he saved us and he called us 
with an holy calling, not according to our works, what we think we need to do with our life, but according to His own purpose and grace. Boy, I like that they put grace in there. Because that means whatever He has called you to do, man, He is going to be there with you. It is going to be sweet. The grace of God to carry you through. Which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. When was it given to us? Look at that. Which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Sometimes there's some things in the Bible that just makes your brain want to go. Pfft. It'll take a whole lot for mine. But before the world began, the foreknowledge of God was so great and is so great that he knew what your calling and your purpose would be, Ronnie. Jonathan, before you was even a thought, before you was ever a whisper, he knew what your purpose and plan and calling would be. Every one of us. That is a mighty God. And if I, if I look at that and I think about if it's that important to him that he made us with a specific calling and purpose for him, don't you think we ought to know what it is? Don't you think we ought to try to find out what it is? It's not like he said, okay. All right, there's, uh, there's old Kenny Downs. Give me some dice here. We'll roll the dice. Okay, looks like he's going to, it looks like he come up, he's going to do this and that. No. He didn't roll the dice and just something pops up. He didn't reach in a basket and pull out a little card and say, oh, okay, this is what Kenny's going to do. He already had a purpose and plan, a calling for his life. In his life, everything in the universe, the Lord created. Boy, I tell you what, the evolutionists and all this bunch—they they need to get a hold of this. Everything in the universe, in this world, the Lord created has a purpose behind it, and He made us with a desire and a drive to find purpose for our existence. How many times over the year? Over the years, have you heard someone say, why am I here? Why am I here? Now, I know some of you, you do that quite often. You get to the steps and you, you're standing here saying, was I going up or was I coming down? Why am I here? <laughs> We're not talking about that. <laughs> but people, in many respects, if they really get to look in their life, Kind of wonder, why am I here? Why? The fact is, is that you've often heard me say, if God didn't have a plan for you and a purpose for your life, you wouldn't be here. I've stood by a lot of beds where people were sick and I've sat behind the desk and 
been in the hospital and talked to people who are going through difficult times and many times with their health and they just feel like they're, you know, I don't know why I'm still alive. And this is what you're going to tell them. God's not done with you. He has a purpose. He has a plan. He's not going to unplug you until that purpose and that plan is completed. And that's why as a Christian we should never, ever quit. Never. Never. You see, well, preacher, things have changed so much. My, every, there, many of us in this room here the, tonight could say, well, preacher, I can't do what I used to do. No, you can't. I can't do what I used to do. But you know what you do? It's just like the old manual transmission on a truck. You're going up a hill. You change gears. Why? Because you're not done climbing the hill. You're not done climbing. God has a purpose. God has a plan. And so you keep going for the Lord. Now, you don't just say, okay, I'm done. You keep going because he has a plan for your life. You have a pl he has a plan to do great things. We, we each of us were born as born-again Christians, been called to a, a purpose by God that is beyond, as I said, just making a living even. You know, it's important to make a living. In fact, the Bible says if a man don't work, Neither should he eat. Well, that don't go over too good with the government. Now, understand that sometimes people cannot because of health issues or whatever. I understand, but I'm talking about people who are able. But here's something else that we need to realize that even at the very best of your ability and you're making a living and you're doing good, Your life is more than just making a living. It's more, there's a purpose beyond that. It's good to make a living. It's good to lay up store for days ahead. It's good to lay up for retirement. It's good to lay up for difficult times. It's good to, to, to try to prosper in those areas. But that's not what your life is about or should not be what your life is about. There's so much more than the Lord that the Lord has for each of us after we receive Jesus Christ our Savior. Thirdly, your calling is tailored just for you. Just for you. You say, well, preacher, a lot of people do the same things. I know, but it was tailored just for you. There's a lot of coats made, but sometimes if you have to get something, it has to be tailored or changed just for you. Sometimes we'll, I'll go to a place and, and, and you buy the, the suit coat and the pants and the, and the pants are like that much too long. They have no hem in them. You know why? Because they have to be tailored to fit you. Uh, now you can go over to the genetic, uh, general, uh, you know, general class over there and just pick you out a, a suit that's got the pants. Uh, it says it's a uh, 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 34 length and 38 waist and, and you put them on and sometimes they, they, they're all right and so sometimes they're good and sometimes you put them on, they say that they're 34 inch length and they're like this. And sometimes you put them on and they're the other direction. 
But when you get those pants, and I've bought suits before, and you go in there, and I usually want to just take it home with me, you know, and, and, and Janine sews, and a lot of times that's what we'll do. We'll take them home, and she'll pin them, and she'll hem them, and, and do that. But there's been times that we've thought, well, we'll go ahead and let them do it. And the guy comes back there, and, man, he, he gets down, and he has you turn around. He's got you up on a little thing there, and he, he pins it, and he rolls it up. And, and he doesn't do generally just one cuff or just one side. He does both of them. Why? Because some of you got one leg longer than the other. That's why. Not really. I'm just teasing you. Most of the time they do one, but they'll pin the other side. Make sure it's the same. And basically what it is, is they have tailored that for you. God has tailored your calling your purpose just to you, just to you. It's not tailored to somebody else. You may be doing, I don't know, let's just say, and, and I'm just going to pull something out here. Let's say that, that you're teaching a Sunday school class, and this person's teaching a Sunday school class, and you feel like that's your calling, and they feel like this is their calling too. Now, I'm just using these. And, and, and that doesn't mean that, your calling is, is something of this nature, but he has tailored you for a specific calling in how that you're going to deal with this group of people differently than he has tailored, tailored this person. You'll find people. I know I, uh, uh, Brother Randy Dignan. Uh, uh, down at, down at uh, Bible Baptist, down at, at uh, Jeff City. I mean, he, he was a football player and everything. But that guy, he'll come off the platform and he'll do a, a cartwheels. Now, folks, don't ask me to do a cartwheel. <laughs> the only cartwheel that you'll ever see me do is when I try to back up those steps like I normally do and I catch my foot and then I'll probably do a cartwheel. We're not the same. Some people as, as, as that preach the gospel and preach for years and God's used them in a tremendous way. I mean, they, they stand directly behind the pulpit and, and, they, and they read their notes and God used them in a powerful way. God didn't tailor me that way. And what I'm saying is, is that we're different. And so God tailors us for the calling and for the purpose that he has in our lives. Your calling's tailored to you. Life as, as a Christian should be more than just Kilroy was here. Let me say that again. Your life as a Christian should be more than just Kilroy was here. You're not here just to occupy space. Can I tell you something tonight? You're not here just to occupy a pew or a chair in a church. You're not. Those chairs will stay right where they're at without you. That's not our calling, to take up space on this planet. That's why Paul wrote, that, talking about Taylor just for us, Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Let me read the latter part of it. I, well, let me just, I'll read all of it. Well, for my beloved, uh, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. And then he says, work out, your own salvation with fear and trembling. 
Now understand, we all get saved the same way by putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, His shed blood on the cross, believing in His virgin birth, His death, His burial, His resurrection, realizing that we're sinners, that we need Jesus Christ as our Savior, and we repent of our sins, ask the Lord to forgive us, ask Him into our hearts and lives. We all get saved the same way through Jesus Christ. But Paul comes back and he says, hey, work out salvation. Didn't say that, did he? It says, work out your own salvation. Now, I've likened this before to the fact that a, a truck or a car that's got dead paint on it, you go over and you take a rubbing compound, put on that, and you begin to buff it and begin to buff it. All of a sudden, you're working out that, that paint, that shine that's underneath that dead paint. It comes to the top. And so what he's saying here is, listen, in your salvation, there is a calling, there is a plan. And he said, you need to work on bringing that out in your life. Bring it out. For the honor and glory of the Lord, be used of God. It's yours. It's tailored to you. Your own salvation, he calls it. See, the Lord has a specific calling in your salvation that's been tailored to you. Every one of us in here have a unique fingerprint. There's not one alike in this room. They tell us that the iris of the eye is unique from anybody else's. Nobody has one just like yours. That's why they can use these scopes now as far as uh, entrance into buildings. You can, they, they can, you can go up and, 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 and put your eye up against the thing. It recognizes who you are through your eye because nobody else has that same pattern. It's like your DNA. Nobody has the same DNA. You may have part of your DNA of your mom and dad and so forth like that, but nobody has the same DNA, exact same DNA. That's what the Lord said. I have a purpose that's tailored to you. It's different than anybody else's. And he said you need to understand, you need to bring it out. It's like, like, like and a lot of times, you know, too many times we, we just settle for a paycheck and God's got so much more. We settle for a paycheck, we settle for a house, we, and, a, and two cars in the driveway, and, and, and money in the bank. The American dream. God says, I got a much bigger dream for you than that. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong. There's nothing wrong with having those things, but those things shouldn't have you. There's nothing wrong with it, and it's good. It's good to work. It's good to, to, to excel in life and do those things. It's character. It's a good testimony. And instead of wasting your life, because I can take you to places. I remember, even down in my hometown, I remember walking out behind my dad's store and shop back there, and back there across the alley was men would lay back there, and they would drink. They was winos, and they, that's all you ever seen. They was always back there drinking. That was their life. That was their life. You see people that put so much into, into building their, their fortunes and stuff like that, and that's their life. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. But God says, wait a minute. My dream is bigger than the American dream. What I have planned for you and my calling and my purpose for your life as a Christian is greater than this. God gives each a special gift for the purpose and calling that's before us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, again verse 1 says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, Brethren, I would not have you ignorant. He said, you need to know these things. You know that ye were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but the Holy Ghost. Now, there are diversities of gifts, otherwise different types but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. And verse 7 says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. He says, listen, I'm going to give you a gift that you might profit the Lord. I'm going to give you a gift that you might be able to serve me in a greater way. I'm going to give you a gift so that, that you can accomplish my plan and calling on your life. 1 Peter 4.10 says, As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We often hear people say, I'm not talented. I'm not talented. Can I say this? You may be able to say that you're not talented, but if you're a Christian, you can't say that you're not gifted. You may say that you're not talented, but as a Christian, you can't say that you're not gifted because God gave each of us by the Holy Spirit of God a gift to be used in the calling and in the purpose that he has in our lives. When the Lord saved you, he also gifted you for your development and the good of others and to bring glory to his name. That gift wasn't given to you to use for yourself and to be selfish. Some people have a talent and the gift go together, not necessarily always. A talent and a gift can be used together if it's being used for the honor and glory of God. But sometimes people will take a, a gift that is a talent and they will use it for themselves, selfishly. I often think about singers who get up and have a talent and may be gifted, but they do it to hear the applause, to get the pat on the back instead of using it for the honor and glory of the Lord. Part of your spiritual growth is to discover and use that gift that the Lord has for you. A spiritual gift is not just a human talent or ability, as I said, but you can use that for the honor and glory of the Lord. 
Then lastly, your calling. This is one thing that a lot of people, I over the years, and I've never been one to do a lot of this. Uh, they've all, I've heard different, there's all kinds of different little tests and little things and they sit down and they, they write this out and they say, okay, answer these questions and, and we'll be able to tell you what your gift is. I've never put a lot of stock in that. I'm not saying there's not something to it. I've never put a lot of stock in that because that's man telling you what your gift is. That's man's way of doing it. Your calling, your purpose, and even that gift will find you. will find you. I think sometimes we know what our gift is. I don't think you have to take a test for it. But a lot of people will sit down and they'll do nothing waiting for their calling and their purpose. Saying, well, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Could I put it this way? Many sit around on their hands waiting for something to happen, saying, well, when God reveals to me my calling, I'll get moving. God's different than a lot of hunters. God shoots at moving targets, not those that are sitting still. See, I don't understand what you're saying. A lot of deer hunters will go out and they're hoping that that big buck will come by and that he'll pause so they can get that scope on them so they can get that shot in the right spot. They're not real excited about having to shoot at them when they're running in a dead run. But God's different. He wants to reveal his plan and his purpose and his calling in your life and my life while we're moving, not sitting still. While we're serving him, while we're doing what he wants us to do, God shoots at the moving targets, not the sitting ones. There again in Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. And notice what it says, unto good works. Otherwise, we should be doing them. Which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. There's a lot of good works. There's so many ways to get busy doing the work of the Lord. We need to open our eyes and look for opportunities to get people to Christ and to walk in the Lord. And while we're doing this, and while we're busy for the Lord, as while we're moving for the Lord, God's going to show you your calling and your purpose. And during that time, He'll generally reveal what your gift is. I mean, a lot of people don't talk about their gift, but there is. There's a gift. And many times you know what it is, maybe even before you know the plan of God and the calling of God, you know what the gift of God is in your life. I'm not saying that you don't. But what I am saying is this. God's probably not going to reveal his calling and his purpose if you're just sitting around twiddling your thumbs. 
We need to be busy for him. This is where spiritual growth comes in. It's so important. As you grow in the word of the in the word, as you grow in prayer, as you grow in serving the Lord, you give the Lord a growing target to hit. And your calling will find you. It's like this. If you're sitting still and doing nothing for God, your target is pretty small. But as you get in the Word of God and you begin to pray and you begin to seek the Lord, and as you begin to grow in the Lord, your target gets bigger. As you keep on serving the Lord and you keep trying to find ways to reach people, keep trying to find ways to glorify God, keep trying to find things that, that uh, will bring honor and glory to His name, and you're trying to serve Him in any way, in every way possible and everything, you begin to get become a big target before God. And that's when He shoots you with a purpose and a plan and a calling. Too many people are sitting back waiting when God says, get moving. Learn to seek the Lord and His will for your life. You've been saved for a purpose and with a purpose. That's why you're still here. Here's some good things, good, good ways to get started finding the will of God and calling and the calling of God in your life, and then I'm done. First of all, determine to grow in the Lord. Well, preacher, i got to find my calling. i got to find his purpose before I can grow. No, determine in your heart and life to grow in the Lord first. Too many Christians just kind of float through the Christian life. They're on that treadmill. They're on that, that, that hamster wheel, and, and they're just spinning. They go to church. They, they, they maybe read their Bible. They maybe pray a little bit, and they're, they're on that thing. It's the same thing week after 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 week. Have you ever heard of an audio loop? An audio loop is this. On an answer machine, you have what is called an audio loop. I'm sorry, I'm not able to answer the phone at this time. Please leave your name and number at the tone. Beep. Call back. I'm sorry, I am not able to answer the phone at this time. Please leave your name and number at the tone. Beep. You call back. I'm sorry, I'm not able to answer the phone at this time. Could you please leave your name and number at the beep? Beep. As an audio loop. We used to, when I was in electronics, we used to set up audio loop tapes for like grocery stores, medical professionals and places like that. And it was literally a magnetic tape that did exactly that. It made a loop and then it reached the spot, it stopped. Or if you stayed on the line, it would start playing again. And it just literally was a loop of a magnetic tape. Many Christians, their life is nothing more than a loop. And the reason is, is because they have not found the purpose. They have not found the calling. And they're just going through the Christian life in a loop. On that hamster wheel. So you have to determine, okay, I want to grow. 
I want to grow. I want to get close to God. How do you do it? Stay in His Word. Get in the Word of God. Don't just read it. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2.15. Study. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God, against thee. Put it in your heart. Let it become a part of you. Stay in prayer. Not just praying for your meal, not just praying for, for, for uh some little wants and things. I'm talking about really getting alone with God sometimes and really spending that time in prayer and, and, and really walking with God in prayer. As you do, that target begins to get bigger. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal your gift to you if you don't know what it is and show you how to use that gift for the glory of God, not for yourself but for the glory of God. Present yourself to the Lord for His purpose above your will. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Present yourself to him. Say, use me. When's the last time you got on this altar up here and say, Lord, I'm making a living, but I want to be used of you. Show me your will. Show me your purpose. Show me your calling. So, well, if you don't show it to me, just keep on going. And as you become a bigger target, his calling and his will, his purpose will find you find you. Do what you can and know to do what that is already before you until God shows you the next step. He said again, do what you can and keep on doing that that you know is right until God shows you the next step. And he will. Get busy for the Lord where you're at. He has you here for a reason. Get busy where you're at. As the Lord reveals your calling, you'll know it because you'll be more alive for the Lord in your life than you ever have been before as he shows you that calling. Why do we need that calling and that purpose? Why do we need to know that? To bring glory unto the Lord. The maximum that we possibly can with our lives. Let's bow. Father, we thank you for loving us. Help us, Lord, to glorify you. Help us to realize that you have a plan, you have a purpose, you have a calling upon every single person's life here. It's not, ne it's not necessarily our jobs. It's not necessarily our talents. But Lord, you have a purpose. You have a plan. May we seek that. May we allow you to do that. But Lord, the only way we're going to see that is if we grow spiritually and allow that calling to find us. Strengthen us, Lord. Help us to grow in you.
that we might bring honor and glory to your name. This ask and pray in Jesus' name.